It's the show the establishment warned you about. And thank you for joining us. This is Dr. Tommy Show live from Tampa, Florida, featuring myself, America's Free Market Doctor, and America's Free Market Nurse Tracy, who is slurping her coffee. Good morning. And that's not to be rude. As Rush says, whenever he drinks on on the radio and he slurps, that's just so that you know that he's not forgot about you. He's letting you know that, hey, I'm still here. I'm just drinking. Those are my intentions, exactly. So it's not rudeness. It's not bad um, uh, habits or being um, disgusting. It's just we want you to know, hey, we're still here. We're just slurping on some coffee, so we did not forget about you. Uh, America's uh, free market doctor, Dr. Tommy Show, is brought to you by Atlas MD, which is the preeminent medical software for membership medicine practices across the United States, growing wildly like uh, everything that is innovative and amazing should in the free market, and that's Atlas MD. If you want to learn more about Atlas MD, go to Dr. Tommy Show. That's drtommyshow.com. Click on offer special offer for atlas and d then you can use it for free for 60 days which if you're doing the math at home is a 600 dollars value that is a lot of money that is like 10 direct primary care memberships in a uh, average direct primary care practice so that's a lot that you can save and thank you to um, einstein brothers there's a new einstein brothers in tampa if you're on tampa it's on a 10802 North Del Mabry Highway, and it is uh, Scott Mellon is the general manager, and he was kind enough to send over some bagels today from Einstein Brothers Bagels. So 10802 North Del Mabry, and if you're in Tampa, then that would be uh, it would be south of Bears, right? Because mm-hmm. we're 16110 North Florida. Well, actually, no, I misspoke. I'm not sure where that is, but just Google you, it. You said it's on Del Mabry? North Del Mabry. North Del Mabry. Oh, North Del Mabry. So it could be. It's hard to say. It could be north. Probably in the Carrollwood area, but we don't know. Anyway, Einstein Brothers, delicious smelling bagels, and uh, go go see them. Thank you, Scott. Uh, we have not really prepared too much today because of um, just didn't prepare much, but I just quickly went on like I'm apt to do 970 WFLA to see what to talk about, and boom, boom, there it is. I already have two things to talk about. One of them is, this is posted by Bill Galluccio, and this is uh, from 970WFLA.com. Cops shoot and kill homeowner who has just shot intruder. This is terrible. Just now, police in Aurora, Colorado made a tragic mistake early Monday morning. They were called to a home following they were called to a home following a reported break-in. When they arrived on the scene, they heard gunshots coming from inside the house. When police went inside, they discovered a, quote, very chaotic and violent scene, according to police report. As they entered the home, the responding officers encountered an armed man and opened fire. Unfortunately, the man they shot and killed was not the intruder. He was 73-year-old Richard Black, who had lived in the home, who lived in the home and had called the police to report the home invasion. Police searched his house and found the body of the intruder in the bathroom floor, who Black had shot. A child who was injured by the intruder was taken to the hospital for treatment for serious but not life-threatening injuries. This is a heartbreaking, tragic situation for everyone involved. Police Chief Nick Metz told KDVR, we're providing assistance through our victim advocates to help the family of the deceased resident through this very difficult time. Well, that's all well and good, but why the hell did they shoot the guy? What was so chaotic if they if they did not see the man dead when they first got there because it said they found him later where right. in the bathroom? So what was chaotic? I don't know. Was the guy shooting into the dead person? So the other, the, May, the dead what, man, the, the intruder reason, was found dead in another room. Yeah. Um, the young child had been shot. 
or injured somehow. Well, this I don't is, know if he was shot, but he was injured somehow. Granted, this is armchair Monday morning quarterbacking on the police, which I don't want to say that they did something wrong. But it I'm like thinking they of myself, if I've just killed somebody who's intruding in my home and I'm holding my gun, the police come in somehow. I guess the door's open. They open the door and they see me with the gun. I don't want to get shot. Mm-hmm. If, I, if anything, I want to hear, police, put your hands up. Okay, cool. Right. Drop the weapon. Cool. Right. Not just like there's somebody with a gun. Shoot him. I hope that's not what that happened. Well, the story is vague, so yeah. we don't. We need to hear. We need to hear more. But um, did they tell this man to put his gun down, and he did not do it? Did he point the gun at them? Right. It's uh, you right. know. Did he say? Yeah. Did they come in and the guy's shooting all over, and then he turns and points the gun at them? And they shoot him. Okay, that makes sense. Right. What was? But if they just was, walked in the room, they said, "Damn, there's been something going on here." There is. Bam. Then right. That's bad news. Right. I wish they would not have used the word chaotic. Instead, I wish they would have used details. Yeah. Yeah. Chaotic means what? You know, I don't know what that means. Right. Anyway, we'll, don't you we'll think have, anytime you come upon um, someone with a gun and there's been someone injured yeah. and uh, it would be feel chaotic? This to is me. not likely to hit the national news because there was. Um, I don't see anything that would trigger the national news to follow this. Um, maybe that maybe that's a reason for the national news to say that there shouldn't be guns ever because just look what happens when you have guns. But if it involves some type of, uh, uh, they'd have to have something else in there to trigger their interest. Something, some other trigger would have to be in there, whether it be uh, racial, sexual, uh, something to do with uh, healthcare. Maybe if this guy did not dropped the gun because he had not had health care because of Donald Trump and then he was confused <laughs> then it would hit the national news but unless they can tie it back if it's just a fact finding mission figure out what happened don't count on it the national news covering this so this may be all you ever hear of it anyway on a, on a serious note the, um, I've heard that this has happened before I, I read an article maybe six months ago that um, and tr- uh, there was an intruder and the man shot the intruder and then when police showed up they shot the guy they shot the guy at the door at, the, at his door at what his- the hell then I'm next time well next time if it ever happens I think I'm going to go ahead and shoot the guy first and then and call then- the cops later and say I'm going to be out on the curb waiting with my family don't shoot us when you roll up mm-hmm. I mean really I mean what are you supposed to do I have thought about this before though mm-hmm yeah, what if you do, you have a, a situation, you call the cops, like, somebody's outside my window. Okay, sir, uh, be calm. We'll be there in, you know, five minutes. Well, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to get my shotgun right now. So hopefully you find someone who, the, the police are trained enough to know that, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, the answer to this from the, uh, the, the mainstream media or quote unquote, uh, mainstream cultural um People who say what what happens, you know, people who tell us that you know healthcare's a right. Those people who say that you know uh, there's too much gun violence because of guns. Uh, those people, the the, uh, the establishment, you call them of the cultural establishment, will say this is a reason that none of us should have guns. Only the police should have guns because if it, it, let's say that guy broke in, if there was no guns allowed, then he would not have had a gun. Then it would just have come down to them fighting, fighting it out old style. Kind of like what we saw last yeah. night. Well, Holyfield Bow. They would have just been going at it, hands and fists. And maybe if it got too crazy where they brought <laughs> knives, you could do like they do in Britain and ban knives, kitchen knives, or, or you have to dull the end of your kitchen knife. So if he did break in, he's just using a butter, butter knife and no one gets hurt until <laughs> well, 10 minutes later when the police show up. All right, boys, put them down, put them down. So that's, that's their answer is 
No guns, no problem. Just yeah. eliminate all well, guns would have never had this problem. It would not have been much of a fight. This was a 78-year-old man that was shot and killed by the police. Well, maybe there'd be a government I program doubt the intruder to train him the proper the same age way to, sh- to hit the guy. No, no, you're right. There, this is the reason to have a weapon. You're 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 an older, per- you're vulnerable, or whatever. You just want to protect yourself. Some person comes in trying to assault you. Mm-hmm. Take him out, and you don't want to get shot. Yeah, I mean, but gosh, I feel safer. Even Kaylee, our, our seven-year-old, she feels, I know that she feels safer knowing yeah. that we have weapons in the home. So if anyone, when someone knocked on the door the other day, and, I, you know, you weren't home, so mm-hmm. I had. Oh, yeah. And I. It was, a, who was, oh, it was a sheriff. Sheriff's office. Sheriff's candidate. You know, he was um, there. So lo- tell him what happened. Well, the, someone knocked on the door, and I had just my uh, bathrobe on. And Kaylee says, who is it? And I said, I, I don't know. And then um, I said, um, can I help you through the door? And he said, I'm here from the sheriff's office. Basically, he was there lobbying, you know, for, um, you know, voting, campaigning. For, campaigning for him. And I said, um, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to open the door. And then he said, oh, that's all right, ma'am. Can I go ahead and put a flyer on the door handle? And I mm-hmm. said, sure, absolutely, go ahead. But then Kaylee asked me if I had the gun Right, and I said, "Well, we don't need the gun, but we do have a gun, just in case." Mm-hmm. But just there's, like, there's no we, reason to pull out a gun. We went to Dollar, or you're going to go to Dollar General one day. <laughs> yes, Kaylee did not want to go with me unless I had the gun, and I did not have it. So she said she did not want to go because there was a lot of scary people that went into Dollar General. And she said, "What?" I can't remember she what. So we'll she, wait till tomorrow. Yes, we'll wait till tomorrow. Do you have the gun? I don't want Kaylee to grow up thinking, you know, to be trigger happy. Yeah. But she understands that we need to protect ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I remember one time I was. This is actually the day we were going on a trip, and we went to Dollar General, and I was walking in. You know, I was about to go. Uh, we're about to get into the doors, and Kaylee was walking with me, and she goes, she just looked at me. She goes, "Do you have your gun?" I said, "Yeah, it's right here," and I patted mine. <laughs> appendix carry and she's like okay cool well you know even i always we always had guns by the bed even madison growing up i had a shotgun by the bed i slept with a shotgun by the bed because i slept home alone and it was just madison and i Mm -hmm. and i felt safe and but madison understood don't ever touch it so what's the likelihood that kaylee's gonna pick up that gun and just start pointing it at anybody I can I could not imagine that she would ever touch it because she was going to get the keys from the my purse and which is the gun was in there and she looked in there for the keys but then she seen the gun and then no if she that had was never it. been seen if she had never seen a gun and she had only heard about guns or whatever seen them in the movies mm-hmm. is that celebrities oh who, yeah she'd be who, pulling it out looking at it it's cool celebrities who who uh, uh, chastise us about owning weapons mm-hmm. usually from different countries that don't allow that they say. You shouldn't own weapons. Weapons are only for celebrities who live in Hollywood, who have big walls. They need protection. They're not for you. And you should buy our movies where we shoot them up. We use them all over in our movies and have all this uh, kind of um, gratuitous violence. Buy our movies. We use them. You don't have them at home. Those celebrities, uh, they would tell us that you know that you shouldn't have the guns. But in reality, is if you look at. Um, uh, they did Dateline before, and this is. And I'm surprised this passed the uh, the censors. 
over the mainstream media censors. But anyway, Dateline did this thing where they had a gun that was on a table and they had a cameras. And this mm-hmm. is, like I said, this is this probably, if they tried to do this today, would not pass the censors. I remember this. That the editors too, slash censors. Who, that wasn't too long ago that they did that article. Yeah, who formed the narratives that we were supposed to consume. They would not allow. So anyway, they had this hidden camera mm-hmm. and they're in a room and there's a 10 kids, eight kids, whatever it was. <clears throat> they had two groups of kids. Uh, kids that had been exposed to guns before, mm-hmm. maybe grew up around hunters, law enforcement, or, or, or like us. We know we have a concealed carry. They know what a gun is. They know you can carry a gun concealed, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, those that one group of kids like that. Then another group of kids who had never been exposed to guns in that manner, as far as, I mean, I don't know exactly what the criteria was, but they had never been exposed to guns. They, right. they, guns to them are something that's dangerous. You pick it up at a Kill everybody in the room, potentially. Don't touch with guns. Guns are bad. Guns mm-hmm. should be banned. So those two groups of kids. So they put the hidden camera up there. And they said, all right, kids, uh, mommy and daddy are going to go look at timeshares. All you kids go in here and just just have fun. Have fun. It's like a living room. Mm-hmm. And so they did. They went in. And then the first group of kids who uh, had been exposed to guns walked in. There was a gun sitting on the table. What's the chances? A gun. Loaded gun. Well, they don't know if it's loaded or not. It's sitting on the table. Mm-hmm. Stay away. They didn't touch it. Second group of kids, for those of you scoring at home, mm-hmm. went in. Guess what they did? Within seconds, mm-hmm. they're picking up the gun, pointing it. They don't know if it's loaded or not. It wasn't loaded. Mm-hmm. Pointing it, chasing each other around. Mm-hmm. That just shows to show you uh, what can happen if 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 you if you if you do have a gun at your home, you should do your due diligence. Show your child. Look, yes, this is definitely. what a gun is. This is not for you to touch. This is dangerous. This could kill you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. And then if you choose not to have guns, uh, I don't think it should be like a a mystery to children. I mean, I don't don't know how you tell them, though. Well, I I personally think that it should be, um, you should discuss it with your child no matter what, um, whether you have guns in the home or not. Because you have your 10-year-old, your 11-year-old goes to his friend's house. And your friend's um, family, you know, they have, the parents have guns. Mm-hmm. And they decide to pull it out and look at right. it and play with it. And, and you hear, I've heard those stories before mm-hmm. where children have shot each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it should always be included. And, in, you know, you're talking to your child about how to call 911 or if this happens or, you know, whatever. But that should be included in something that you teach your children. Do not ever play with guns. You just never should do it. Yeah. And anyway, I feel confident that Kaylee and Madison but my whole not point, touch a gun my, without an adult. My nearby. whole point about this dissertation that about the, the the dateline thing is now if you were to tell mainstream culture police that story and say uh who who would be more likely to use the weapon on each other they would say oh definitely the kids who know about them because they know how it works mm-hmm. the kids who grew up in a hunting family they're going to be shooting each other right away uh, i'm gonna i'll give an example right away so um but they're, but they're ill-informed i will give an example of uh, what happened recently uh, my father gave you a new shotgun a 20 gauge shotgun and we had put it on the fireplace it had been on the fireplace we'd been working at my house all day the gun had been on the fireplace all day long kaylee was there all day never acknowledged it never touched it nothing there was just you know it was there on the fireplace and then someone showed up with a couple children 10 year olds 11 year olds and they immediately went to that gun and was touching it in a matter of minutes. Now, that may be that the one was a boy and one was a girl. Who knows? That's possible. That's possible. But the point is, is yes, there was two 
very different and their mother had approaches. to get on to them and say what are you thinking right you know they don't have guns in their home but what are you thinking you know nothing about this weapon yeah but you're right kaylee didn't touch it the whole time she never touched it it could be the fact that she's a girl you do hear when you hear about children shooting other children it is usually boys mm-hmm. but you know i don't know i feel like it's because she is aware you, you, know, you know, you don't touch guns. One thing, too, about this thing about the police officers is when I was doing my concealed carry class, I remember they said, um, okay, so you get pulled over by a police officer and you conceal carry, so you're carrying. You know, you're carrying on your person, you got it in your console, whatever mm-hmm. the case is. They say, that in my class, they say you should carry it on your person. They say it's easier to get to if it's still, even if you're seated, if you're carrying it, then if you reach, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. You have this legally concealed weapon and they say what should you do if the cop the police officer comes up and says license and registration you're getting pulled over because you have a a blinker that's not working Mm -hmm. what should you do should you then are you obligated to tell them that you have a concealed carry permit or that you have a weapon in the car Mm -hmm. no you're not you don't have to no you don't have to and they said well should you and then, then they gave the two rules of or schools of thought one says no not unless it comes up mm-hmm. i believe that i would okay but how would you do it if, because i carry it in my purse how would you do it how would I you would say tell the okay officer, let, let's pretend like okay. i'm here. ma'am license and registration mm-hmm. yes i'm looking blah 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 mm-hmm. are you tracy is this your car well, because I'm going to be digging in my purse to get uh, my license. So what? Okay, so, so you're what about to dig if, in your purse. So you're digging in your yes, purse. Yes, I would tell him, yes, officer, I'm going to get it. They're located in my purse, but I want to let you know that I ha- have a concealed carry permit and my gun is in my purse. Let me know what you'd like, how you would like me to proceed. Very good. Now, what you do not say is you do not ever say, hello, officer, I have a gun. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. Here's, what, here's, here's how they told us to say it. Mm-hmm. Police officer approaches a car. If you wish to tell them, mm-hmm. if you don't, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wish to tell them, this is how they this they they suggested. So, hey, sir, how are you doing? License registration. Okay. Uh, did you notice you, you ran over a dog back there? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I didn't even notice. Okay. Uh, and then you say, I uh, I am a concealed carry. I have a concealed carry permit, mm-hmm. and I am carrying. Mm-hmm. So, because cops. And this other thing, police officers hear the word gun. So you're dealing with this guy. Mm-hmm. There may be a guy on the other side that you didn't even see because mm-hmm. they, you know, they may have two people and they're trying to protect themselves. So they have two points of contact. Mm-hmm. This guy you're talking to, you say gun. Mm-hmm. This guy, all he hears is gun. Mm-hmm. It may be like these police officers, you know, what gun, boom, boom, blow you away. Right. So they say, do not use the G word. Do not say gun. Do not you say gun. Just say, mm-hmm. I am. I am a concealed carry permit holder mm-hmm. and I am carrying. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then that's it. How would you like to me to proceed? Yeah. Do you want my purse? Yes. You know, because they, my purse is pretty giant. Like a lot of women carry right. big purses. And I have been pulled over by the police before in the evening and they shine the flashlight all on the car in the back seat. And um, so if they are able to see inside my purse and see this weapon, I feel like they would want to know why I didn't just go ahead and divulge the information to them. Yeah. So I think if you're up front, you know, you're going to save yourself some problems. But don't say gun. That's what they said. That my class yeah. said, don't say gun. Yeah. Here's say, my driver's license and I have a gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let me get this next to my gun. Because like you said, that guy behind you on the other side may just hear gun. Right. And boom, you're yeah. done. Yeah. I think communication is key. 
But yes, there are some police officers that um, are new to the force. Right. And, uh, you know, I would never want to be a police officer. I would be, God, I just could not do it. I would be so scared that I would, you know, do what happened this morning. Come into what they call a chaotic scene and yeah. make a wrong dis- choice, make a wrong decision. <sighs> this is from 970 WFLA National News, posted by Bill Strange. President Trump says there's never been a better time to learn a trade. President Trump says there's never been a better time to learn a trade. Appearing at a technical high school in Tampa last evening, Tampa, Trump promoted workforce development programs. <laughs> He noted commitments by some companies to create apprenticeships and on-the-job training programs. After concluding his remarks, Trump signed legislation aimed at promoting jobs training programs in the U.S. He also touted what he called a, quote, incredibly booming economy and said this is an excellent time to invest in America. That's something we've been talking about before. Trade programs. Yes. My uh, daughter, Madison, programs. did it. Yeah. She did the vet tech program, and it allowed her to get her a job while she was in high school and get certified and um welding yeah they have welding mechan- auto mechanics um cna you need well, here's a certified nursing assistant air conditioning hair. repair whatever you if you need that stuff done here's the beauty about technical guess guess who's the one to pay for that to pay for welding uh air conditioner repair uh you know something that's technical typically a trade quote unquote um, I don't know what you mean, really. Okay, Who's, so so say you say I'm gonna grow up. I'm gonna be a doctor. Okay. Okay. I get a job as a doctor. Blah blah blah. Okay. I'm gonna go work for a big health United uh, health group, mm-hmm. and then um, so you get there and you are working for this big company, mm-hmm. and these people come in and they're seen by you. You give them service. Mm-hmm. They don't pay you. Right. Hell, that you. The only person who pays you is your employer. Mm-hmm. You, you're doing a service. You don't get paid by the patient. Patient doesn't pay the employer either. Mm-hmm. So this is the big uh, triangulation or whatever you want to call it, quadrilateral transaction. So the, the consumer, the patient, pays the insurance company. Mm-hmm. Insurance company pays your employer for work that you did. Now, how screwed up is that? Right. And you can see very shortly how there could be a lot of uh, miscalculations on prices, a lot of... Uh, abuse by uh, these uh, parties that are supposed to be taking care of you or paying you. You're a trade person. Look, you may be, you may have an employer, but it's a much more direct relationship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it, and what I was thinking is, so you're a mechanic. Let's mm-hmm. say you're a mechanic. Like, like we go to Country Club Auto here in mm-hmm. Tampa. If I go to Country Club Auto and I take the car in and I say, hey, car's acting funny. Uh, I don't know. It's grinding when I, you know, do this. I turn right at grinds. Okay, I go in there, and then um, or it's making a popping sound when I turn. I go in there and I tell them and I drop it off. They call me back later, and uh, they go up there and James tells me uh, we found the problem it was a tie rod end and we corrected it as four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, then I, I'm just okay. Well, you know, I have to just give him my money because yeah, he him. fixed my car. And there's there's no uh, copays. There's no. I just pay him, and he doesn't have to file any type of. He doesn't have to go prove to uh, my insurance company. He doesn't have to send a claim to Farm Bureau mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, uh, one of your clients, McElroy, just brought in a Nissan Maxima and it needs a tie rod in." Well, what year is the Nissan Maxima? That's 2011. Well, according to our calculations, it doesn't need a tie rod in until it's uh, you know 12 years old, and it's it's not even 12 years old yet. 
well, it does need one. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Just then take you, a picture of it. If you get prior fi- approval, <laughs> yeah, fill out the fill out the thing online, and then before you know it, I can get my tie rod in done. It probably take three four days and cost mm-hmm. about seventeen hundred dollars because all those people have to get involved in it. So this is a good idea to do trades. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Madison? I don't know if you were there for this event or not. One of the scholarship events. Um, there was about I don't know maybe ten children from ten students from Madison School that did um, electrical. And oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yes, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, so they were they already were apprentices. Yes, so they were already. Some of the children did not get to even come to because um, they were working. They were working. They did not come to some of the um, the celebrations or the practices because they were already in the work world. Okay, now let, let's 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 play devil's advocate. Okay, what? Why is that a bad thing? Trades, trade education. Well, well, we know it's going to be bad for colleges, big four-year-old, you know, four-year right. colleges because they're these children learn the trade in high school. And what do? You, okay, so okay, okay, let's say that. Okay, so they don't go to college, but they still go to a training center. They do go to a training center, What's but it's difference? paid for by the school, not by the student. So it helps the child out. Well, let's of course, say that. The let's say. That, let's say that even then. So let's say that. It was paid by the same people. Let's say okay. that the technical school somehow got government money to do it. Mm-hmm. Still train them. Mm-hmm. Although you're right. Usually the person pays directly. They don't. Mm-hmm. But let's say they got a Pell Grant or whatever, mm-hmm. some type of government aid. They still were able to use government subsidized money, get a government subsidized education for training in a technical program. Mm-hmm. And and they still did it. Mm-hmm. W- why else is that a bad idea? I don't see that it is. I don't see it as well, from their standpoint. I don't know. Tell see, me. This is the thing. In order, just like Sun Tzu says, you have to know your enemy, basically, mm-hmm. political enemy, philosophical enemy, as good as they know themselves or better. Mm-hmm. The reason it's bad is how do you teach dogma to someone when you're teaching them welding? How do you how do you mold their mind to mm-hmm. be the way that you think their mind should be? So how they do you, miss that on the whole indoctrination is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. <laughs> how do you how do you tell a child, uh, hey, America's a bad idea? Mm-hmm. Like they're apt to do. America was founded on racism, bigotry, homophobia, uh, against transgenderism, all those things. All those things are bad. That's why we must deconstruct America today. We have to continue the progress we have made in deconstructing America and making it a more socialistic, government-centered, fair organization or, or institution. Yes, they miss when out. You, they miss how out. How do you do that children. when you're? Hey, you you didn't put enough, uh, you know, powder in there when you were soldering. Now your 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 welds weak. Mm-hmm. By the way, you know what else is weak? The whole constitution. You know, it's harder to say. It's easier to say when you're teaching history. Because mm-hmm. you're teaching history and you're saying, hey, look at all these things that happen. And by the way, that's why America sucks. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to change it. Look at slavery. Slavery was made by the forefathers, the founding fathers. They were all slave owners. They sucked. Slavery sucks. They suck. Constitution sucks. Now, do you want to make let's make it a new Venezuela? <laughs> let's call the United States new Venezuela. Yeah. And it's easier to do that than in a training program when you teach someone to weld you're teaching mm-hmm. someone even phlebotomy skills. Mm-hmm. It's harder to instruct. Uh, hey, hey, did you know it's racist to do uh, whatever you're, the way mm-hmm. you're doing? You're uh, puncturing that vein's racist. What? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It's easier when you just slip it in there. Right. That's another reason they're against. Uh, that's why a, a lot of it is built on these degrees that are not technical. Like even in the four-year degrees, that 
they like to push things that are, are very, you know, they call them the social sciences. Things where they can easily mold the kids, you know, the young skulls full of mush, as they call them, as Rush calls them, when they arrive at school. And if they're not properly uh, fortified by their parents, they're just, whatever you teach me, I'm going to I'm gonna absorb. You know, you know, I don't know if I told you this, but um, a friend of mine, her son is uh, he has one class or a couple classes left to do of his associate's degree and he stopped he just could not take it anymore he said listening to those teachers yeah every day this is angela's son Mm -hmm. um he is going he's going to just do online so he's not subjected to Mm -hmm. uh, the the teachers and the classmates because someone else was like the oh nico he says it was so difficult for him to sit through these classes. Yeah. They say college is a place where you can go explore your interests. You can you can go from being a, a complete left-wing radical to a complete right-wing radical, and that's okay. They're going to let you explore your... Uh, and that's not the that's case. Not, no. If you go to most colleges, you are going to be... It's their way or the into highway. A, a very, and everybody, everybody who's been on campus knows this. If you don't... Maybe go visit campus if you haven't been there recently. It, you know, and you just have to learn if you're not of their bent, I'd say the anti free market type, you know, anti whatever we talk about. If you're not of that bent, uh, the best thing to do is kind of keep your head down, get done, get out of there. Because if you try to stand up too much, you can, but very well, may you may get failed. Well, and th- that is very true. And uh, both, which these, is terrible. Both of these boys are about the same age. Uh, Noah's a little bit older, but um, anyway, he just said, I- "I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take online. I cannot make. I cannot sit through this any longer." Or become a welder, or you know, whatever. That's yes. another reason. Like I said, that's why that's mm-hmm. a bad idea for the for the people out there who are trying to mold the future generations who who, who want to mold American children now who to become. Uh, believe that government is both competent and fair and able to solve all their problems. Those people do not want anyone to be doing technical stuff. They want them to go to these four-year schools. They want the four-year schools to, as much control as they have, be able to control what the kids learn and then spit them out and make them uh, do the right things Mm -hmm. because they're statists. And a statist is a person who believes that the state is the, the, uh, the basically the supreme being. The state is the supreme being. The state, if if it's ran by the run by the right people, mostly people who believe in statism, can make all the decisions the smart way. This goes all the way back to the you know progressive movement, where the progressive said, "Look, you know, government governing is a science, and as long as we get the right people, the smartest people in the place, we don't have to worry about all this. You know, free market's chaos. Like you know, free market is people." swap you know someone may buy something for two dollars and they might buy it for ten all that you know we need to we can have someone figure out what the real price is we'll do Mm -hmm. a study we'll find out the price is five dollars then we'll give uh, the population five dollars and they can buy it from our selected person our vendor that's that's the state run economy Mm -hmm. state run everything those people who believe that do not want any part of uh, kids getting outside the system and being indoctrinated any way Mm -hmm. other than their way it's very surreptitious. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, Trump's goal of getting more uh, technical programs in and the Adam high schools Putnam. will work. Yes. Putnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, Who it's, Trump it's, is not endorsing. He's not endorsing, no. He endorsed the other one. Congressman DeSantis. I don't know. I haven't read enough about it I, I to know why he uh, chose. It would be nice to have person. either Congressman DeSantis or Adam Putnam call in or even be on the show 
Well, Adam Peckham, you know, he should call. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Hell, Mil- uh, not Milton Freeman. Uh, um, Walter Williams has been on the show. Mm-hmm. Who's bigger than Walter Williams? That's it for today. Uh, today we're going to... Um, Oh, shout out to uh, Dr. Launder for writing in. She said that she enjoyed our program on DPC and the government, and uh, she had some uh, thoughts about it. And so thank you for all the doctors listening out there, and thank you for everybody listening. If you want to subscribe, go to YouTube's Hit the Bell. YouTube's iTunes. <laughs> YouTube, hit the bell. Subscribe, hit the bell to be notified. Subscribe on whatever your podcast media is of DeJure. And uh, this is a song from uh, Black Keys from Chulahoma album. This is Nobody But You, written by Junior Kimbrough. For all of y'all listening, thank you. Until next time, bye-bye. Mm-hmm.